Welcome to First Love Online Church with Nyral and O.C. Burnett. Flock is a ministry of First Love Fellowship whose mission is to win the church to Christ through unceasing prayer, intentional discipleship, and missional living. You can support the mission of First Love Fellowship by texting 918-300-4680 or by going to our website at wearefirstlove.com. This week, Faith and Praise Part 3 with Elder O.C. Burnett and Crystal Thomas as she shares a testimony of God's healing power for her son. It's a great, great, great morning. And uh, we are so excited to have you here. Um, we're just waiting on. Oh, oh he's on there. Look at that. Praise God. Um, <laughs> that may mean several things. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, come on in. Come on in the room. We're, I'm trying to see who's, who's out there. Because this is going to be a really, really good. Hey, Pastor Darrell. He's online. He's enjoying his freedom time off. Um, it's been a while since I've been up here, and um, I, I, I'm just excited about what we're about to talk about. You know, I, when you talk about faith, it really should excite you because reading the word, reading the scriptures, there's nothing impossible when you have faith. And even the world that that does not know Jesus, they pump themselves up to believe and they operate in the principle even though they don't even know God and it's a principle it's how God created the heavens and the earth by his word the power of his word and it just it just uh it, it enlightens and brings joy to believe in the impossible to believe that God actually desires to answer your prayers he he hears you he hears you when you pray it's not just praying to a wall you're not just a bastard child with not having no relationship with a father or you're just a servant just doing what he tells you to do but he he you 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 can't ask for anything you can't you just you're just serving and so most of us live this way we live as if god does not care about your everyday and i mean he cares about your every day like your every day and so we're going to continue with this conversation of faith and praise oh my goodness faith and praise together is such an amazing strategy and so we're excited about coming to you and talking to you about this but we have a special guest today one of our leaders sister crystal thomas and she's going to share her testimony and share what God has been doing and what the Lord has been showing her. I believe, you know, she posted something on One Body yesterday and I was like, okay, so this is going to be my prayer point all day. <laughs> I'm just going to use it as a prayer point and just pray that, you know, because I believe it's like nuggets of things to really... Um, look forward to and how to go through things and ask the Lord for things that you can't do on your own that you can't normally you can't uh, produce on your own it's like you're backed against the corner and you're like okay so this faith thing now has to become so real and so 
She has an amazing testimony, and I'm excited about her sharing it with you. So if you are online, um, just text some people. Text people to, to that are on one body because it's on one body. Or when we do replay this on the podcast, send it to other people to watch because... You know, Crystal is an everyday person. You know, we always look at people that are ministers and like they're they're higher than laymen. And we have all these titles on these social constructs that are not even biblical. And we put people on tears instead of really seeing that we are you and I are the same. There, God is not going to look at Crystal and say, oh, I'm going to answer her prayer because she's Crystal. And then not answer the prayer for me because I, because I'm not doing, I'm not as special as Crystal. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, I, I believe that hearing what she says is going to shift you and say, you know what? This is what you should say. If God can do it for her, he can do it for me. He can do it for me. So, um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to really uh, talk about this, talk about faith, and um, encourage you. This is not, you know, we're not going to whoop you. Unless, you know, you ain't walking in faith. You should feel whooped. But, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Jesus whoop you. You know what I mean? But just, this is to encourage you, is to let you know that God loves you and walking in faith is, is supposed to be a joy. It's supposed to be a joy. We're walking through Luke, and my goodness, I skipped to Luke 18. I mean, I was, you know, 17. You saw it, right? I, I was like, ooh, let me post that. Let me post that. And so, uh, yeah, so let's begin. Let's begin, and then uh, let's, um, we're going to pray. I was going to sing, but I'm too excited. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a little too excited. I'm too excited. So let us pray. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the joy of knowing you. Thank you for your word that brings life and light to all who hear it. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we talk, as we speak about your good works that you have done in our lives, and as Crystal shares her testimony, I pray, Lord God, that people will be, their faith will arise that they will believe you for more, the more, the more. And oh Lord, I pray, be in the midst of this conversation. Holy Spirit, you are in charge. We submit to you. Say whatever it is you want to say. We thank you and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, Jesus. amen. All right, so we're going to have a conversation and we're probably, we might get preaching, but it's okay. We just got, we're going to try to have a conversation. I'm going to ask crystal some questions just to kind of help us really know who she is and you know see how far the lord has brought her from those kind of and questions. you know okay. yeah yeah those yeah okay amen amen praise the lord okay. <laughs> so i'm gonna be as i'm trying to be as general as possible unless, unless there's something we have to talk about gotcha but um Tell us a little bit about yourself. Just like, oh. just, you know. <laughs> you know, we captured that. No. Sorry. 
No, just tell us. Because they got to know who you are. She's a leader at First Love Fellowship, Fresh Love, First Love yes. Fellowship, our church. Mm-hmm. But I just a little bit to know about who you are, your heart for children, and, you know, just, you know, how you came to be here. We know how you did, mm. but, yeah, just just segue, you know, just a little bit about yourself so that the people will know. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um yeah. So um I'm so I'm Crystal. I am a leader at First Love. I wasn't always a leader at First Love. Yes. Praise God. The Lord has done a work. Um so I've been I don't know. Where do you want me? I've been in Tulsa a long time. Yeah. Um I've been in I'll church all of my life. In yeah. Tulsa I've been since I was a teenager. Wow. Um I've been in church all my life. Um, I feel like half of it was done wrong. That's okay. God is good. And so uh, there was a lot that I had to learn, unpack, yeah. go through, be delivered yeah. from, yeah. all of that. In the last four years, um, I think, has been the the most life-changing yeah. ever. So the way I was five years ago to where I am now... Um, I don't know how to explain it, but God has yeah, done a, she says it all the time, God has done a work. So he's that's what done, I, when I say he's, he's done a work, and work. it's a lot to unpack, but yeah. the reason why I want to kind of have her tell her testimony and however she wants to kind of package it is because a lot of us feel, again, that everybody is just, when you come into church and you walk into a church service and you're seeing people worship and you're seeing people shouting and praising God and they're laughing and, and you're sitting there and you're thinking to you, you're thinking to yourself, everybody's happy. I am currently in this situation. I feel this way. I feel like an orphan. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm alone that no one loves me, but you don't understand every single one of us. We have a story. Every single one of us. And so you can't compare yourself to other people based on what you're seeing in that, at that service. Right? right? You cannot compare yourself. You look around the room and an orphan spirit hits you and you feel like you're alone. And I'm telling you, everyone has a story. We didn't just get there. And there were many times Pastor Narl and I would come into a service and we're jumping and we're shouting and we're praising God. We had no lights on. We had no, we had no money. We hardly barely got made it to church, but we made up in our minds that we were going to serve and bless God no matter what. And so a lot of times when you see people happy like that, don't, um, don't get, uh, what do you call it? jealous or are we frozen look behind you um don't get jealous we are okay i don't know if we're frozen or not um we're just gonna pause for a moment and make sure that we're not frozen somebody answered in the chat somebody's saying yep we're frozen can you still hear us? Okay, good. Okay, so it's gonna come back on. So I'm gonna go ahead and keep talking. Um, but when you're in a when you're in a um, 
in a situation where you you're you're in the middle of a you're you're in the middle of a service and you feel like you cannot um you 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 cannot get with what however people are and everybody's all happy go lucky and you're still dealing with your stuff um it is not a sign that all these people are perfect and so everyone has a story every single one of us have a story so um that's I'm, what you're wanting me to say uh okay <laughs> just just a brief just a little bit generalized so yeah yeah um so a little bit of me i grew up in at the time i didn't know it was an occult but i grew up in an occult um and there were many women one man and lots of children and so um i i grew up in that i have a lot of siblings uh growing up in that there's there's physical abuse there's spiritual abuse there's um sexual abuse there's all kinds of everything in in that type of an environment and so growing up in that and not actually being um delivered from or healed from it um through my adulthood i carried it all with me and i didn't know so um i got to a point in life i did eventually what was it maybe five years ago gosh five years ago mm-hmm. um about five years ago it got to the point where my marriage was falling apart. Um, I was struggling at home. We were in, in every way, my, my life seemed to be falling apart about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, um, I had separated from my husband. I think it was four, at this point, it's four years ago. Nope, it's about to be five, because 2024. Mm-hmm. But I, I separated from my husband, and I was in my bedroom, and I specifically remember stopping and just crying and saying that's it whatever lord whatever you want to do it, i can't do this anymore there was it was depression it was ev- it was it was so bad it was the lowest i'd ever been in my life yeah. and i finally just said okay it, whatever you want to do i can't do this anymore so just take over and then my son cj said that i should go to um, a house church called first love fellowship i said eh, no thank you <laughs> Uh, for two reasons. One, again, came out of an occult. And so when I heard house, I was like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, but true. two, it was on a Friday. And um, those that know me know I work Friday through Sunday. So uh, I said no. And so he said it again. I believe he invited me like two or three times. And so the last time he invited me, I came um, and I still laugh about it because O.C. says that my face looked like I Ooh. didn't want to be there. It was horrible, oh, but it God. was it was the best thing ever. I just. I hadn't felt peace like that in so long and just love and just everything. And so that was when the Lord started healing me. Wow. That was when. And let me tell you, and when she would walk in, she would talk to no one. (laughs) Okay. No, no one. Intentionally. (laughs) Intentionally. I'm like, Ooh, who is this child? (laughs) I love children. Absolutely love children. She would talk to children. But adults, it was the Lord. No one. <laughs> adults was another level, and so yes. I didn't. I wasn't fully, which is crazy, because at my job I have to talk to adults. Right. All the time. But I was so confused. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know. I shut down. But there was a part of me that was open. I don't know if it was spiritual yeah. or what. But the rest of me was just yeah. whole shut down. I would just kind of sit in the back, and it was a house church. There was no back, but I was like in the <laughs> corner of the back. I was trying to be it quiet, no trying not to be seen. But I just, and of course. 
OZ and Pastor didn't let that happen. So. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's how my we journey began. We were unaware of the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing yeah. I can tell you, and, you know, we're, you know, we're big on intentional discipleship. That's one of our pillars. Mm. And when we intentionally discipled Crystal, the one thing that caused her to, like, propel so quickly was she didn't buck up. She didn't, we, we would tell her things that were hard and stuff. And even if she didn't understand it, she just, she submitted to the discipleship. She did not buck up and say, well, I don't agree. I don't, I can't tell you the last time she said, I don't agree. I, 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 I remember was, that one time I said it though. Yeah, there was time. one time, but that it was like literally few and so far fast. between so <laughs> yeah. and then repented. And then yeah. the thing is she would repent real quick. Yeah. And, you know, so she, her, I wish you guys, I wish her, her, her life was a movie because you've got to see where God has brought her from and still taking her to, she's not, she has not arrived, mm -mm. but man, she has taken this word, not taken on first love fellowship. She's taken on Jesus with the help of the church that she is tied into yeah. and become a completely different person and so because of that god has done amazing things in her life um so before we talk about some other things and we're going to get into faith well this is even part of faith because you came from a place where you were you were raised in a cult and you to trust leaders and you were raised mm -hmm. in a cult by your father mm -hmm. it wasn't like a, just a random deal being able to step out in faith and trust God with your heart again, how did you able to overcome and, and go over that hump? Honestly, I think it was because you all wouldn't let me do anything. When I first got here, and at every other church before, mm. it was like because you were gifted in something, mm -hmm. they automatically said, you, you can do this, you lead this, you do this, right? But here, you actually wouldn't let me. And there was this thing where it was just about healing. It was like you guys could see that I was broken and I was hurting. Yes. And you you walked me through healing. You you walked me through what it I didn't know that churches were supposed to disciple. Wow. I didn't know. I I had no idea. I had seen what it kind of looked like before, but it didn't look like like one on one yeah. actual discipleship. It just I had no idea. And so, um, that took me out of the place of just being where I felt like I was being used. Yeah. Um, to a place where I wasn't being used. I was just instead being able to sit and actually just heal. Jeez. And that is that, you know, I'm thank you for saying that because when we do that, a lot of people feel like we're hindering them. We're holding them back. And I always tell people, God is not a pimp. Yeah. If you're mm -hmm. hurting, he's not, you know, and so many people are hurting in the body and they, they get used by God, but they're hurting. They're sitting yeah. there, they're bleeding, they're struggling with all the stuff that they're struggling with. But, oh man, if you could play the organ, yeah. oh man, if you could sing, nobody cares whether or not you are in sin. Nobody yeah. cares that, you know, 
we i see you you're about to you're about to be a train wreck mm-hmm. okay and i see the call of god on your life but you can't, we we're not god is not a pimp we're not here pimping gifts in first love fellowship right. we see the gifts and one of the things that we press upon here is using your gifts we emphasize it we emphasize it because the church has been so out of balance of somebody's up there preaching and then you are just sitting there gorging. It's like eating a buffet every Sunday. And you, you go away, your stomach's like, oh, that was so good. I'm so full. You know, how many times you've heard, oh, man, I went to church and I'm so full. But what do you do with that? Right. The pastor is not the one that's only one that's called to win souls. The pastor is not the only one that has a, a, a fivefold gift. Everyone, every single person in that church has a calling. And so we're big on that. But we also know that God is not a pimp. His number one goal is to have a relationship with us. So discipleship propels you to him, Hmm. not to a ministry. It propels you to him. All eyes on him. And we're telling you, okay, come on. As we're looking, you see that? You see that goal? Goal is heaven. So let's come together. Let's go. Let's walk together. Yeah. So, and it's not for the benefit of man. There's no. so many times yes. we're in church. Yeah. You, and it's, it's sad that the body does this, but in church, they see that you, you have a gift and they're just like, oh, you should just do this. Just do this. And they'll put you over the entire thing. The entire thing. The entire thing. Lead the whole children's ministry broken. How? But at the time and being in it, you just you don't know and you do it because you're you're walking it through. Right. You're doing the will of the Lord. You're in church. You know, you should. So you're doing it. But there's a part where when you're broken and when you're not healed where you need to be, you can only give so much. Not much can be given when you're broken yourself. And so there, there comes a stumbling block. And then at that point, you're just serving and you get burnt out. And then you get mad at God yeah. and then you get mad at your leaders and you're like, you there's know, church the, hurt. I'm church. Hurt. That's leave where church the church, hurt. leave the church. I did it. All they do is use me. <laughs> all, I <left>. they, <laughs> all they do is use me. Yeah. That's all they do is use me for my gifts, all of that stuff. And nobody is concerned about the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are very big on intentional discipleship. And that's why, I, I don't know how a 5,000, and it's, it is possible because, right, in the book of Acts, 5,000 came to the Lord. Is it 3,000? When when Peter started preaching, 3,000 came and was added to the church. So they had to figure out how to meet these people in houses, how they to give them the word. So it is possible, but you cannot have a man-centered focus on a church. You have to focus on the people. Right. You know, so, okay, so you came here, you realized that you needed discipleship and, um, Mm, I didn't realize it. Oh, just going to be honest. Y'all said I needed it. And so I said, okay. So she didn't know. That's right. She didn't know. No. So she said, we said you need discipleship. Mm -hmm. She said, okay. okay. She didn't argue. She didn't say, yeah, but I feel the Holy Spirit is telling me. She didn't say none of that. Nope. Y'all said read this book, so I read this book. She said read another one. I read another one. 
You said go to prayer. I said, okay. I went to prayer. Everything that I was told to do during this time. And I didn't even know it was discipleship, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So the day that you guys told me, I think we were a good year in, and then you guys told me that I should um, be at a certain point, and I was, and it was because of discipleship. And I was like, wait, this is discipleship. I had no idea. And then you guys taught me what that was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we would tell her, come to prayer. She, she I, I don't, did you know how to intercede like that when you first came were you doing that in other ministries no ma'am so you know i think it's pastor now that i would pray yeah but you weren't it wasn't intercession that intercession wasn't you didn't you didn't she didn't know but i I felt that i should do more i knew i was supposed to do more i felt i should do more right but i didn't know how and nobody around me was doing more right or doing really doing that yeah and so again in the church and so she didn't know anything really about intercession because yeah. nobody was doing that. See, this is why I want you to hear the background of her life because I don't want you to think, for those of you especially that watch on Tuesdays, that Crystal was this person all her life. She wasn't, no. like at all. There was a church that I was going to where they started doing prayer, mm-hmm. um, but I was the one that stayed in the back in the corner on the right was in the back on the right and I would pray off in the corner in the back on the right and I did not go up to the front or pick up a microphone oh my goodness because that would just be like whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. and so I, I didn't I stayed in the back but I wanted to do more but I didn't know why I couldn't get to that point where I I, I could do more yeah. it was just there was a whole block I couldn't yeah, do it yeah so and then pastor one day told me to pick up the mic <laughs> yeah that it was, was that was a day that was a day that was a day but she obeyed and i haven't she put listened. it back down she I actually want it now when i yeah, cannot go to like, prayer i'm hurting i, I don't I like break? it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah literally a like a 180 a completely different completely different person yeah. okay this is not something that she was inbred in or all of that she just embraced the process the decide. I need those of you that are listening. I need you to understand. You need discipleship. You need discipleship. And we have stressed you cannot trust the voices that you're hearing if you don't have discipleship. Mm-mm. You cannot choice trust the Lord speaking to you or doing certain things. You need discipleship. Discipleship is not a side thing and you can't pick and choose. You can say, I don't want to do discipleship with this person because I don't like this person. I don't, I personally, what? No. Humility says, I am going to listen to whoever God has assigned to me so that I can be a different person. Yes. And that is so, I cannot stress how important that is. It does not always make sense. You don't always agree you don't always know what's coming, but you have to submit to the process, but also to the leaders that are over you. If you don't, you'll delay yourself. It's, there's literally a delay that happens simply because you're not. And then you have to go back over what should have already been done. That is so important. And then you stay, you stay stuck. Yep. I could tell those that Usually are it's not, pride. Just throwing that well, out there. Usually it's pride that keeps you. It's pride every from time. Doing, okay. I know it was for me, so, but it's It's usually, it's pride when, when you can't get outside of yourself and just say, 
I submit not necessarily to the people, but right. to what the to Lord, the Lord is, is telling you to do. The Lord will tell you what to do through his people. And if you don't listen, you'll miss it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and we I can't. Pride too. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. It's, it's, it's usually pride. And, and there are many times I know, you know, Pastor Narl and I talk about this all the time where there were many times I could have defended myself and said, hey, you know, this is why, da, da, da. And I could have defended myself when I was being corrected or all of that stuff. But I kept quiet because I did not want to derail what God was doing in my life because if 90% of what they were saying was wrong and 10% was right, I would focus on the 10% that was right. And that kept me humble so that I would be able to hear that person and allow the Lord to deal with me with the 10% that I feel like I need to go pray about. Hmm. I'm saying, okay, if this is, if this is what I'm portraying, if this is what's coming out of me, then I need to deal with it. And so because of that, you know, you, you stay in that level of low. I mean, you know, you, you may get accusations and you feel like, Oh, I don't feel like that's me you still bring it to the altar and say, Lord, maybe that is me. Is that me? And he will correct it. He'll say, okay, this may not be you, but this is you. So you don't go back and say, well, you were wrong about this because God told me that this was wrong. No, you stay in humility and you focus on the things that are correct. And you, and sometimes just dying to yourself and not even saying anything is the correction. Hmm. That's, that's, it's like, I want you to stay quiet. Yeah. yeah. You may be right in this, but I want you to keep yeah. quiet. I and am by quiet. nature a quiet person, but I will tell you when times came, defending myself was so important to me. It was so important. And I didn't realize it until I was in this discipleship. And at some point when I would be corrected about something, I would take, you told me something. It wasn't, or you, it was you were pastor. From that day, I realized it wasn't, it wasn't like I was in trouble necessarily. What was yeah. it? it? It was, correction isn't necessarily like a, a bad thing. It's like. It doesn't mean, it doesn't. Uh, I know y'all worded it in pastor, such a. Type it out if you remember. Yeah, it's, it was. It's not um, like you're not in trouble. Yeah, I, you're, you're not you're in trouble. Not in, it's like, it's like. You're, you're being corrected in love. It's not being corrected because you need a, a punishment. It's not a consequence, right, right? Right, And so once that was said to me, mm-hmm. because my whole life, that's what it was. And that's so true. when that was said to me, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, so you guys actually still do love me even though I did something wrong. Right. And you correct. Yes. It did not click until then. It, yes. it did not click. Because yes. all, and we're, and we're bred like that. Just yeah. in, in. In our culture, we're bred like that. If you do something wrong, you're going to get a consequence. But sometimes you do something wrong, and you don't necessarily need a consequence. You may just need a conversation. Sometimes the Lord will handle it anyway. Yes. So if we all the time just believe and think that it's something that we've done, and so therefore now we're, we need a consequence. And I remember there was there was one Tuesday. I can't remember what it was. It was one Tuesday. I stepped out of line, and so and I and I when I do that, I, I repent really quickly. But when I stepped out of line on that Tuesday, I was like, that's it. I'm not going. I'm not going to prayer. It burned like it burned. This was like three years ago or something. But it, it burned. It was like I I just I was not going to prayer because I just. 
I stepped out of line, but I thought it was them. I was like, I'm not going, that's it. I'm done. I'm just, they're not going to see me on Tuesday. They're not going to see me on Friday. They're not going, I'm not going, right? But then at some point on that Tuesday, I still went to prayer because at some point, it must have been like 8.30, 8.45. Prayer starts at 9. And it, and it burned so bad. And I can't even explain what the burn means, but it was like, it was on me so bad that if yeah, I don't get up and go to prayer, that is that what that was? Yeah. If I don't get up and go to prayer, just get outside here. Didn't know it was pride. Didn't know anything. I was just like, okay, I went to prayer. Attitude was so bad. Oh. <laughs> it was so bad. But I went to prayer and it was there when it was just like, y'all still smiled at me and said, hi. I, I looked, I, I kid you not. And I was like, how it just it's so it was stuff like that I grew up like that and I just carried it like all my life I didn't know that you could actually do something and still be loved crazy wow but did not did and you not see know how that, that in the that church seems so and you know some for some people that hear this they're like really you you really thought just because you did something wrong that you're no longer loved yeah you've got to depend on the the atmosphere that you were raised in is how you view things like that. Mm -hmm. And it seems so, you know, for those of us that may not have that type of, you're like, really? Of course I still love you. Like, I mean, for, for I'm like, what, you you think I would have thrown you away just because of you, you were tripping? That doesn't make sense. You know, that's not love. I mean, I'm, then I might as well just throw away my marriage. I might as well throw away the friendships I have. But when you are raised that way, and then the sad part is that you project that on God. Like, yup, you've messed up. That's it. Mm -hmm. you've, you're done. You're done. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so you, you get to this level where you've been, you know, minister, and now you're leading prayer. We call her the head intercessor. <laughs> Y'all. I mean, I'm, I'm, and, and we take advantage of this so much because we think, oh, this is how she's been all her life. This is, this is what she does. You know, she, it, you know, this is, this is, and when Crystal prays, you think like she's been doing it forever. No, she hasn't. She's literally just coming to her calling and her burden for intercession and praying for people and praying, having prayer assignments. And she doesn't do it in her own strength. You know, Crystal doesn't, she she doesn't um, try to, you know, garnish books on how to be this person. She just came into her own as she submitted to the process of discipleship. She didn't, she didn't stay in offense at us because we're going to tell you the truth. You know, we're not going to, we have an obligation to speak the truth in love. Yeah. To speak the truth in love that if we're bringing it up to you, it's because we love you. We see you got a big old booger sticking out your nose. Please tell me. I, I, it drives me nuts when people, you, that's not love. Yeah, why that's why not, are you yeah. not telling me that I am acting a certain way? I'm looking a certain way. I'm not acting right. I'm not feeling right. And if I cannot tell you that you're not acting right... And you're walking around with this big old booger in your nose and everybody sees it. Right. It's not hidden. If, if I don't tell you, I, I don't love you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if you can't take that kind of love, I leave people like that. If you cannot take me telling you the truth because you know in my heart of hearts that I love you, then we can't, there's no way you can have a relationship with someone that cannot tell you, hey, you got something on your nose. And then get, cause I've told people, I, there was a lady that I told, 
you know, you're not, your, 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 your stuff is hanging out and she got mad. Mm. And I'm like, everybody's looking at you, but your self-worth is so low for when somebody loves you enough to tell you, Hey, you're not looking good today. You need to go fix that. Or you need to go do this. That's love. That's not love when people just let you be you. And it's a lot of times they want you to be that way is because they're that way and nobody's dealing with them and they need, they need company. They need company. So anyway, so this is amazing. This is so good. You're bringing out so many things that the only the Holy spirit can do it because I, again, I don't want people to think that you've been like this all your life. Right. Um, and so, I didn't like there was, there was a point where I, I didn't enjoy talking to people. So it wasn't the pastors. So I just want to make sure that y'all are aware yeah. that it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily the leaders. The Lord gives the leaders what to say and do, but it is the Holy Spirit that literally washes clean and makes you new. That's right. There's nothing else. So it's not, it's not just, and that's where we get off in the body is we look to the leaders. And then when the leaders, if they fall or they mess up, we forget they're human because we think that there's something that they're not. They're being used by the Lord, just like we should be used by the Lord. Right. But if we're walking this out as Holy Spirit wants us to and guides us to, then there should be a point in place where we allow the Lord to do what he needs to do in us through our leaders. That's how it should be. That is so good. And she's right. She didn't like to, when she walked into church, she didn't say good evening. <laughs> she would just come and sit down because she would be already tired for working up with what, 12 hour, 13 hour. 13 hours, yeah. And she has to wake up at six in the morning and yeah. then come to church for seven. I understood the tiredness, but I also understood that that was a pattern that had to break, you know? And so yeah. I said, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> You cannot, yeah. number one, and then she became a leader and say, you can't be a leader and not talk to people in the room. Makes no sense. Mm, I remember you that. Cannot, you, cannot, yeah. you, you, you cannot focus on how everybody's making you feel in the room. You have to focus on how you're making people feel in the room. Mm -hmm. You know? So if, you're, if, you're, if you are called to be a leader, especially in first love, you have to look around and say, okay, who needs something today? Who needs a hug? Who And stop and literally don't think about yourself. Go to like walk over to somebody and say, hey, how are you doing today? How are you? How was your how was your week? I love the little children that do that. The little children, they always ask me, they're like, how are you doing today, Auntie Mama? <laughs> and I, and I'm, I get thrown off because it's a it's a eight year old asking me. And they're really, they're asking. They really, they're really asking. It's not small talk. And I have to stop and say, you know, I had a good day today and talk to them. Mm. I'm like, wow, they're, they're, they were trained to ask, how are you doing today? And so she came out of that and then she started leading prayer and, and started, you know, um, praying for others and having prayer assignments as the Lord is leading her to pray for her leaders, pray for me and pastor. And she takes it seriously. Okay. So you just went through like, a, a, a like, a what do you call it? A bulldozer, a rock. You just got hit with something and you're like, wait, what, you know, talk mm -hmm. about that. And you know what happened with that? 
Um, so on, what was it? It was a Monday, November 20th. We were sitting, we were having family night. We we're playing games. Phase 10 right now in my house, by the way, is, is the game. <laughs> that one at Monopoly. So we were playing phase 10. Um, but while we were sitting there, Caden all of a sudden just had excruciating pain. Like it was, it was in his, um, joints. It was, he got a headache that hurt. So but like, it just, he just leaned back and was just like, ah, it just hurt. He stood up. The way Caden is too, sorry buddy, the way Caden is too is when he when he gets in, in to a point where the pain is bad for him, he actually exits the room. He won't he won't tell you, he won't uh, he won't cry, he leaves. And so when he got up and he started walking around and then he left the room, I said, okay, so then we started praying. And when he came back in, um, I believe I gave him some Tylenol or something, we were praying. Um, it got to the point where he couldn't walk. He started He started shifting funny. Um, and I said, okay. And it was on me. I was immediately, I was like, all right, let's go to the hospital. I was thinking, um, that it was a circulation issue, which was what I was saying for like a week that, and because of sports and everything is muscles and all that stuff. Cause he's in basketball and it went up to, um, another level. So we get to the hospital, um, on actually, let me back up on the way to the hospital. And I didn't, this whole time I wasn't panicking. There was this. It was this weird calm about it. And so I get up, I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, my brother asked if he wanted me to go, or him to go, and I was like, yeah, you can you can come. And so we get in the car and I'm praying, because the closest hospital is the one I felt like would be the wrong one to go to because of the wait. Um, and I didn't want him to have to wait. I wanted yeah. him to immediately be seen so we could go home. And so I was praying in the car and I made a turn. I made a turn around. I was like, all right, we're going to this one, because that's the one I felt. We got there, he immediately got in. So, um, checked him in, he got in there, they immediately started seeing him. Uh, he was very dehydrated. He took in like three bags of fluid. He was very dehydrated, but uh, they took his blood and everything. That doctor came back in um, and he said um, very shortly, not a favorite doctor of mine, but very shortly, he said, um, so everything checked out okay, you know, you look, you look all right, everything looks okay, except your white blood cell count is 51,000. So we are going to transport you over to St. Francis Hospital because we don't have the tools or the means to um, to test you and see what's going on. And so it was the transport part that got me. Transporting means you can't even drive yourself. Like right. you have to be right. sent like something. And meanwhile, Caden, they, they gave him some, some pain meds and some fluid. So he's just sitting there chilling now. Like he's not hooked up to a ton of stuff. Right. He's talking. We're fine. But then he says transport. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. None of that made sense. And so um, I don't know if it was me or Jonathan, but one of us asked, what does that mean, white blood cell count high? And that doctor said it usually means that you have leukemia. And he puts his head down, and he was like, I'm sorry. And he walked out the room. And my immediate response was, oh, no. So I picked, <laughs> I picked up my phone. I kid you not. Jonathan was like, what? He immediately started warring. I love my brother. He starts warring in the room. Caden looks at me like, I was like, no. I picked up my phone, got on the leader group, and I was like, 911. This doctor done said my son has leukemia. There's, yeah. there's No, no, no. We came in here for muscle pain, like, I was like, I need that canceled. Pray, everybody pray. And so we were in there for a little bit longer. Um, and then a doctor came in and was like, um, if you want, you can just drive over to the hospital if you want to. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll just drive over to the hospital. So there was no urgency. Right. There was there was no, I was like, okay. She was like, you you okay? And he looked at her, yeah. So 
they gave us some papers. Um, we were supposed to go straight to the hospital. We stopped a couple of times. <laughs> he was hungry, you know me. So I just <laughs> we're just gonna go eat real quick, you know. But we stopped at Quick Trip. Um, stopped at home. Uh, got a couple of things, and then we went to the hospital. We may have piddled just a little bit, but there was no urgency. And so we all were at peace, so we were just like, hang on. So we just did what we wanted to do, and then we went to the hospital. Uh, we got there, got to the emergency room there. They immediately sent him back, gave him the papers. Um, a doctor came in and said they don't have any rooms, and so we'd have to spend the night in the emergency room. I said, uh, so prayed about that. Um, they got us comfortable and everything. We We fall asleep. We get woken up saying there's a room. I looked at the time, it was an hour. We, we slept for like 40 minutes mm. and then there was a room. So we get in the room, um, nurses and doctors and everything and it just kinda, it went from there mm. um, of this diagnosis and this, this process that we went through, so. So you get the diagnosis and we immediately start praying. We're like, oh no, we all had the same mm -mm. reaction. We're like, oh no, <laughs> mm -mm. all of us literally said it. And it was crazy because like everybody was up. Yeah, we were Did you all notice? up. Yes. It was like 11, but like, everybody, oh, Maryland, no. everybody, everybody was up. We it was like, funny. No. Yeah. All we answered. immediately rejected it. Yeah. You know, and it's just like there was a, it's like something rose up in us. We're like, no, we're, we're not, this is not an option here. Yeah. And so you started going through the process of really seeking, and you posted this on One Body. If I were you, I would just click follow and just follow Crystal in the next you know, if you just follow her because her post, she's walking through this process and showing us God's hand in the midst of it. And, you know, so you, so you in the last post you had, you talked about how you asked the Holy Spirit on every move. Because mm -hmm. we were, when they were trying not to allow him to leave, we went, we mm. went ballistic, mm -hmm. you know, because we know, we Which know Which I love system. about y'all. We... <laughs> We were Everybody making had phone our calls. We were like, <laughs> yeah. this is not going to happen. Yeah. But she heard the Holy Spirit. So tell us that part about how you came to peace with going through this process. Um, so let's see. We're one in the afternoon. They had run all the tests in the morning. We slept a little bit, kind of didn't. One in the afternoon, um, they come to us. And, you know, I walk out because one thing I determined is that the doctors will not be talking to my son. I will tell him what they're saying. Um, but I don't want them speaking to my son, speaking over them, none of that. I didn't want it. And so whenever they would come in, I was like, let's go in the hallway. So uh, Jonathan and I would go in the hallway with them. When we went, that doctor then at one o'clock, um, this doctor, we'll call her Dr. M, she confirmed what the other doctor had said, which is that it is leukemia. Um, I didn't go by either one of them because neither one of them made sense to me. The way she came to me um, and how she was saying it, in less than 24 hours, like none of, none of it made sense. His yeah. his white blood cell count was going down. Caden looked like a normal kid. There was nothing, like it just, none of it made sense. Um, but she was like, she immediately at one o'clock was saying she wanted to do procedures and, and start things and all this stuff. And so, and she named five major, major things. She wanted to put in a port. She wanted to test him in his manly area. She wanted to do a spinal tap. She wanted to do a bone marrow. She wanted to put chemo up his spine. She named five things, five. We are less than 24 hours in and she's naming all this stuff. And I was just like, no, 
no. <laughs> just sitting there, just as calm, just listening to her. She's staring at me like, you don't have any, you don't have any questions. And I'm like, no, I don't have, I don't have any questions. It just, none of it made sense. And so she left the room and she asked me if I wanted her to talk to Kate. And I said, no. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she asked me that a couple times, actually, I said no. And so I then, again, get on the leaders, and I was just like, this is what they're saying. Actually, no, I think I texted you and pastor only mm-hmm. at that point, and I said, this is what they're saying, um, and I needed time to process. So John, I think, went back in the room. I sat for a bit for myself, and I just, I prayed. I was like, this, for one, I don't accept it. It doesn't make sense. What is What is going on? What is this? And so I didn't have peace. It just was not working. Um, none of it, none of it made sense to me. And so right about four o'clock, she came back to me cause she was wanting a yes. And I gave her a no. She came back to me with some papers and, and we sat down again. Um, and again, I told her, no, we're not doing, we're not doing anything. And at that point I told her, I was like, I need a second opinion. I'm only going off of one doctor. The, the other one at the other hospital didn't even have the things to test them. So he just saw the white blood count and said, leukemia, she tests them and does all this stuff. And then she says leukemia. Well, that's one doctor. And one thing I know is that you don't just go by one when it's right, one of those. Right, right. The medical field is not. Yes. Anyway, so, yes. so I didn't want to go by just one doctor. So I, I said I wanted a second opinion. Um, she said, yeah, no problem, absolutely. And so I told her, I was like, I, we're going to go. I'm a, we're going to check out. We're going to go. And I'm going to get him a second opinion tomorrow um, at another doctor. And so she then tells me, um, we can't let you leave. She tells me that she will call DHS if I take my son out of the hospital. Ooh. That's what she told me. Tell and I looked at her. You know how my face sometimes. <laughs> and I did not. I didn't even that try to fix it. I looked at her and I said, excuse me. And she, she's, I'm sorry, with, with active leukemia. And she starts... Sorry. Oh, she you starts stuttering that. over her words and Ooh. she just she couldn't get it out me and jonathan actually laugh about that she just she was whole scared scared <laughs> she what was whole scared just and i'm and at this point guys and i'm gonna just be honest at this point we we it was like we were we were having family game night in pajamas <laughs> we went to the hospital <laughs> in pajamas i mean jonathan had on some looney tune pajama pants okay <laughs> I had on my pajamas. We was thinking we're going to go in there, going to go right back back out, out. right? So when we get to this hospital and and we're still there, she's looking at me, but I'm looking at her. And I'm just like, "Uh, no, like that's not. And so Jonathan at this point is still in his Looney Tune pajamas and I'm still (laughs) in my pajamas. But she's saying this stuff and I'm just like, no, like we're not. What it say to excuse me, say that again. I'm sorry, with active leukemia, and she just starts stuttering, like she can't even get it out. And I, I looked at her and I said, So you're saying that right now, if I leave and, and I take my son out of here and we go to a doctor tomorrow, you're saying that you're going to call DHS because, because I'm taking him to go get a second opinion. And I was like, We live six minutes away, we're, we're right there. You're saying if I go six minutes from here, and I'm the one that brought him in. <laughs> Don't you, tell if, mama. if I live six minutes from here, you're oh, telling me seriously. that you're going to call DHS. And she said, yes. And I said, why? And she said, well, he's not stable. And I said, ah, nope, you just told me he was. She <laughs> just said, she had just said that he was stable. He was stable. Kid was fine. Dude was fine. Dude was fine. Right. And so anyway, so we ended up having, I walked away from her. I was like, okay. I went back in the room with Kaden and Jonathan did as well. She walked away. Um, 
I went in there and I started praying, but also that's when I text you guys. Cause I originally I texted you guys and I was like, we're coming to prayer. I'm gonna check him out. Right. Right. And we're, we're coming to prayer. prayer. I can't Caden. Caden was like, mom, I want, he told me, he was like, I, I want to go to prayer. I want them to pray over me. Yeah. Cause you know, Caden. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted, he wanted prayer. And I was like, all right, so we're going to, we're going to go to prayer. She said, I couldn't take him out. I said, wait, that don't, that's not going to work for me. So, <laughs> so we wound up, I went back in there. I'm texting you guys. Y'all were telling me everything. Y'all, in 2.5 seconds, I love my church family. In 2.5 seconds, I had a lawyer, a DHS worker. I had a doctor. I had everybody all of a sudden on call. Call this person. She said this. She said, nope, not it. Like, this just everything, right? She, they can't do it. Just everything. It was so. And so I was like, ah, oh, okay, cool. Because I, I knew legally that can't possibly right, be right. Right, right but right. in the moment when you hear it yeah you're just like you don't tell a mother wait a second you, can't take your you know you we just, become different yeah. people as mothers you just can't you just can't do that and so mm -hmm. i was praying um and texting you guys you guys sent me some stuff i was like jonathan i was like it's your turn he was like got it <laughs> he, he went out there told them we were leaving came back in he's like all right done he started packing up everything he was gonna put stuff in the car another doctor comes in that doctor says okay we're gonna let you go uh, we'll bring you the papers. If you go, though, we will call DHS once you leave. I said, okay, why? And she said, he's not stable enough to leave. And I said, what's not stable? You have to explain this to me. Right. I'm a very, she calls me left brain. I'm very literal. Explain this to me. How is he not stable? Because I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him, and none of it looked Makes unstable. Sense. Right, right. You know? There's whole walking, breathing, right. talking right. going on right. at this point. And so um, she says, well, he's stable enough to be in the hospital, but he's not stable enough to leave the hospital. If he leaves the hospital, he might catch an infection and they just start naming things. And and I was like, but he's there's nothing there's nothing going on. And so I then because I was getting all the texts um, and, and I love I love my family, everybody. Everybody was like, nope, take them, go, go, right? And then there was like, nope, you have this, you have this. Lawyer, nope, we're praying, all this, everything was great, right? But there was a point where I had to, as his mom, make a decision, but also um, in, in, at the point that I was at, I had to step back. The, the Lord works this thing in me where I can, I can feel and sense when I haven't asked him something yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i wasn't always this way but now i can feel and sense when i when i either didn't ask him first or when i need to ask him and in that moment i needed to ask him and it's so funny because in that moment all texting stopped <laughs> everything stopped so i i i was in the room but i went off in the corner in the room and i was praying and and all of a sudden there was peace and i looked at Caden, and he was asleep and i said okay and i was like lord what are we doing what do I do? And the Lord told me, stay and be at peace. So I said, okay, did not make sense. Cause if you threaten a mom again, don't threaten me. I will take my son out of here and I will tell you I did it. <laughs> and then I will be six minutes down the street. I'll give you my address and you can tell DHS that he's oh, right here. Yeah, he's right, right, right here. Right. But at that point I didn't, I didn't do that. So, um, so I text the pastors cause we were going to go to church. I text him and told him we're not going to go and I text the whole thing and it, it made the Lord just lined out. If I took him um, out, um, I didn't know at the time, but if I took him out, then I wouldn't be able to see his counts. I wouldn't be able to actually help him and see what it is that his body needed. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I took him out, then um, the only hospital, <laughs> the only hospital in the surrounding area of Tulsa that does anything having to do with blood, oncology, leukemia, anything, 
for children is St. Francis Hospital. And so if I would have left, there were no other doctors no around. Other options. None. And so in using wisdom um, and not being spontaneously like um, his mother and I said, I ended, uh, we stayed. And so when I chose to stay, I, I texted the pastors, told them everything, and then I said, we'll be watching. I even gave you guys prayer points, I think. Yes, you did. Um, and and so, yeah. And so Caden, Caden was at peace. He went to sleep and woke up right when prayer started. Um, and we were in that room and we were warring while they were praying it was so it was so good prayer was good oh, prayer, was, prayer good. was good but um there was but there was so much peace if i had gone with what i was thinking as opposed to going with what the lord wanted me to do if i hadn't asked him it would have been completely different he wouldn't have kept an infection though i'm sorry yeah he wouldn't have gotten an infection however the process would have been different because i didn't yeah. ask the lord first what i should do I have to ask him first. We have to ask him that's first. So, that's you so cannot, true. you may think you know what to do. It may look like a textbook case, but if you don't ask him first, it's life-changing. It's detrimental. I think I put that a, a couple days ago. It's detrimental. It's literally life and death as to whether or not you ask the one that gives you life what you should do because it can change everything. everything. And I love the fact that she got in a place of peace and she sought, she looked for, she knows him enough to sense his peace. And so she prayed first and God gave her instruction. And so I love, I, and I want to, I want to talk about this because, you know, um, you said here, and this is on first love. This is on one body. There came a point in Caden's journey where the Lord said something to me so clearly, and I had to believe it. I had to sit back, take in what I heard, and believe it. And then I had to do it. See, there's something that we don't as believers do every day, all day confidently. And that is to literally believe everything he has said. To believe all that has been spoken as a promise and as a blessing to us would in turn cause our faith to accelerate to a level that is unpredictable and unshakable. Can we just stop there? If we believed everything that that word said, yeah. where would our lives be? Mm. And just, just to be transparent, it's funny, like I have... Mm. The faith that I have for Caden in this whole journey is so high. It's like we're we're not moving. It's like there's something, and you could tell, like there's something inside of you. It's just like we're not moving from this. Yeah. There is no other option. Mm -hmm. There's no plan B. His complete and total healing is the focus and the goal. And so, but in some of uh, in some other areas in our lives, we don't have the same faith. Yeah. We can have the faith for other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we don't have the same faith or we we are not, you know, and thank God, he said, if you just have a faith, he said in Luke with what we've been reading, yep. if you have the faith of a mustard seed and say to a mulberry tree, move, Jesus wasn't being figurative. Can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. He wasn't being figurative, like figuratively, if you said to the mulberry tree, move, it will move. No, he's like, you, you can move that tree. You could actually move that tree. And so if we stop, and every time I stop to think about that, and I stop and I pause to think about it, I get knots in my stomach. <laughs> like a little child, I'm like, so really? So if I really 
believe this. This can happen. And you have a decision to make whether or not you believe what the word of God says. Yeah. And then you wrote, um, you said here, um, faith at that level doesn't waver. It doesn't doubt. And it can't be moved. The promise is John 14, 13, 14. And whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when he answers, it's for the Father to be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then she wrote, ask whatever, period. Ask anything, period. And then, uh, you know, she writes here, one day, day five of chemo, day 15 of being in the hospital, my Abba said, write down the miracles you need. Life-changing. <sighs> Explain that. Um, so at this point, at this point, he had already started chemo. Um, and it was... It, it was to the point at that point that the Lord had done so many miracles already that it was like, okay, you're just, you've just whole taken over. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. He's whole taken over. None of it was making sense to doctors. None of it was making sense to nurses. We just, Caden, on the, on the first day of chemo, kid you not, this kid got up and started walking like he had a new body. It wasn't... It didn't do what it did, does to, does it didn't does. take him down. Yeah. He, he got up. He got up. It was, it was so, it was so, it was crazy. So, um, but at that point when he said that I was believing for other things also because I was talking to you actually. Um, and um, you had told me the faith that I have towards what's going on with Caden, I need to apply that to my finances. You had asked me, how am I doing financially? And I sent that one emoji with the, <laughs> the teeth because I got to the point in the hospital where I only had $21 left because um, my kiddo likes to eat, right? And so <laughs> and so uh, my job was, you know, giving food and we, even, we were being blessed. You guys were bringing food. I know the blessed us so much. So did um, Lynette, we were just, there was constant food, but there was also the food of the hospital. And it was just, it did not sit right with me. Breakfast at the hospital is okay. Lunch and dinner at the hospital are not the best. And so I made Caden gluten-free, sugar-free when we got there the the second day, the second day. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't seen any of his counts or anything, but I, I knew that something was off. And so I, I took him off of everything. Um, but when we were at that point, Money was gone. I, I had already, the day before all this happened, anyway, had paid all bills. And so we were low, but on, on target. Right. All, all of it was gone. I had $21 left. And so it was interesting that you asked me that because I, I was looking at my account and it was $21 wow. in there. And I was like, ah, okay. And so I was thinking in my head, how am I going to get um, Nikayla breakfast in the morning? Because Caden's breakfast was free. Nikayla, for anyone else to eat, is $10 yeah, a, yeah. a plate, right? And so, um, so I was thinking like, okay, if I give her breakfast and I'm trying to process mentally on my own. And so then you asked me how I was doing financially, sent the emoji, and you told me something. And I'm going to read it because that changed. That, that, I said, you know why, you know why I smiled oh, like that? Oh, and I couldn't, I couldn't even process because it. Because you know, like, there was a whole what I probably told block. her is somebody to do it. <laughs> That's how we roll. We, 
just have faith. And we just have faith for other people. And then when it's time for us, yeah. we've got to apply the same thing, yeah. you know? And the word of the Lord, the word of faith comes, the word of faith just comes, you know? And, and he'll just tell me something and I'll just, I'll just say it. And then after I write it, I'm like, oh, shoot. How about applying it to your life? O.C. Burnett. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You said fear causes us to make decisions when we deal with finances. Ask the Lord to show you where you don't trust him. And at that point, I'm in the hospital with my son, trusting him like this whole time. And I was like, no. <laughs> but this is how I am. When I first get something, especially from Pastor and from O.C., when I first get something, I'm like, hang on a second. Because I can't immediately just... You know, at work is different. You say something, I'm be like, so no. But with right. them, I know it comes from a different place, yeah. and so I have to, I have to take that and I have to chew on it. I was sitting there, and I and I told OC, I texted her back, and I was like, I can't, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm trying. There was there was a whole block, block. on. I sat there reading it over and over and over again. Block. I was like, I'm I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to grasp Man. what you're saying, but I cannot grasp what you're saying. It just is not. I don't understand it. And I read it over and over. It just did not click. I read it out loud. I read it inwardly. Lord, show me what this is supposed to be saying. I could not get it. And then I was like, okay, I don't understand. If there's a fear, Father, I give it to you. Take it away. My uncle texts me and asks me. In that moment, he asked me how I was doing financially. Out the blue. Right? So then I text OC back. Interesting. My uncle just texts me. And he asked me. And he's, he's the one uncle he might be my favorite, but he's the one <laughs> uncle. He's the he's the one uncle where he checks on me. He's my uh, my mom's brother, and he he checks on me. Um, I talk to him every now and again, but he uh, he asked me how we were doing financially. Um, did and he, he know about Kate's? Did not know. No, I thought he knew. <gasps> and so in that moment, I told him, and then he said, "How much do you need?" And what I say. And then you you said something like skies. What did you you didn't say skies the limit? You I, were like, don't hold back don't, or don't 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 lowball. <laughs> That's what you said. Don't lowball. Yeah. But what the what I felt the Lord said to say was whatever it is that you feel like you want to give me and you're able to give. And and he didn't text me back for a little bit. And then I got a huge cash app. And I just I was like, okay. <laughs> So for one, the Lord showed me myself, right? And I was like, okay, so there was something yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and that's the other part is that there was some point where it was like, okay, so that's tied to my dad. And so every time that happens and something comes up and it's tied, I'm sorry, I'm rolling my eyes. Every time <laughs> that comes up and something's tied to my dad, I immediately want to be like, ah, like, why? Because, you know, you gave it all, right? Yeah. You've forgiven them and you give it all and right. you think you're fine. Yeah. But there's layers. Layers. Um, and the Lord is not the Lord is not the one to say all of this needs to be fixed in you right now. And he just yeah. puts it all on you. Yeah. I realize that the Lord is so gentle and so kind that he takes you step by step. He can heal it all at once. Right. He can deliver you from everything. Right. But there's a process that he walks you through instead, because yes. if he does it all at once, for one, you can't see what he's doing. Yes. But two, because you can't walk through the process right and he may not get the glory if you feel like it's something you did and not something he did. Wow. And so in me, that's something that I've known as a pattern 
for the last four years of my life. There's a, I have to get to the place where I'm just like, okay, Lord, if there's something there, I just need you to take it away. And now it's at the point where it, there's an immediate response, whereas before it would, it would take a little bit. It would take a little bit. But now there's an immediate response every time. And at that point, that's when blessings just started. Well, no, before then, there was, there was stuff just happening. But um, provision-wise, that was when the floodgates just opened. And, and I think I also told you, don't hold back in fear especially when it comes to giving because this is not the last money you're going to mm-hmm. have. And yeah. every time she gives, she gets literally. Did not realize that. I'm sorry. <laughs> For one, that's a whole other thing. I don't know why. So you guys say it. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes your pastors can say something to you and you hear it and you respond, but it lasts 2.5 seconds. I don't know why, but it, it happens that way. Like we, we receive a word, mm-hmm. but then we don't keep the word. We don't hold it. And it doesn't even have to be from your pastors. It could be just a word from the Lord in the Bible, whatever it is. We don't hold it. And so there were times over and over again, even looking back, there were times over and over again, y'all would tell me something, but there was no, there was no pressure. There was no rush or anything like that. But you would tell us as the body, but also me, giving does stuff, giving changes things, giving opens doors. Like it, it does these things. Right. But even in that, sometimes I think there's still a fear mm-hmm. in the body of Christ, not realizing that we have the bank of heaven. Mm-hmm. We actually don't. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Right. Yeah. And of course, you know, there's times where you just you get so low. You're just like, you don't know what you're going to do. Food is costs way too much right now, guys. And so it just all of it can be a lot. Right. But when you when you do everything you think you're supposed to do. And then you get to this place where you're just like, you've got nothing left. Then what do you do? We shouldn't even get to that point. We're supposed to be talking to him the whole time anyway. But for me, for me, in my finances, I wasn't actually giving it to him like I was supposed to. And not necessarily like giving, but like trusting him with my finances. I wasn't, there's been times, was it three or four times now my bank gets hacked? Does not make, there's a financial something with me it's weird but my bank account will get hacked just all of a sudden money just gone won't make any sense it it just happens but for me because of what I went through and living in poverty and going through all this stuff even in marriage and everything like that I always work two jobs we're gonna have it no matter what I'm gonna do it we're gonna have it we're not going to live a certain way we're not gonna do I refuse I didn't know that was pride come out come to find out it was pride but I, I didn't know it was I thought that I was just doing right because this is what I grew up in we're not going to grow up like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is what we're going to do and I'm going to do this like that's what it was I didn't seek and ask the Lord but even my job is a testimony by itself I just realized that too but even with all of that and how with promotion and giving and all of this stuff that's just been happening even with all of that I still was holding I was still holding I'm a director and I was still Oh, see, I was still holding. Gosh, that's so bad. Anyway, sorry, moment. No, um, but it just, even with everything, I was still holding. And I wasn't trusting him in that area right there. Now, Ozzy said it already, but you can trust for others and pray for others and believe for others. But when it comes to yourself, if you don't believe 
what his word says and actually apply it and hold it like it's yours. Like it got to the point where I was holding his word like that's all I had. That's that, it. And it literally, quite honestly, was all I had. I, all I had was his word. All I had was his promises. That's all I had. That was it. Nothing else made sense and nothing else was working except his word. And everything that people were telling me lined up with his word. Everything that I would say would line up with his word. Everything that Caden would do would line up with his word. We had to stay in that place so that way nothing, if there's a, if there's a place that we were in and something tried, it was easily seen, easily, because we stayed in a place. But I wasn't there in my finances mm. until that day. Mm. So then I was like, okay, something just happened here. Yeah. Still didn't equate it. It's the literal part of me. Still did not equate. Wait a second. So there was a fear. Told the Lord to take it. He provided. Hmm. Maybe I should give. And so something else would happen. Did not. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't hit yet. It didn't hit yet. So then after that, the next day, um, and I was told, what was it? When he started the day, he started chemo. Uh, one of the other moms at we basketball we homeschool in basketball so there's a whole community there but um one of the other moms said that she wanted to let others know see if they could raise some money um and then they would they would do what they could do and so i said okay guys i was expecting like two three four hundred dollars it wasn't I, I didn't i wasn't expecting what happened but when she texted the day that was a wednesday when my uncle texted me on thursday she texted me and she said hey we raised $1,500 for you. We're going to match it. Jeez. And so we have a $3,000 check for you. The very next day. I, I bow. I, <laughs> I, words. What, 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 what? That's what I text her. Actually, I text her. I was like, I have no words. I just, I was like, thank you so much. I don't, I have no words. That was that Thursday. And then that Friday, um, was it that Friday? I think it was that Friday. I found out that um, my job had done this whole, I knew they were gonna do it, this whole donation thing um, for a PTO so I could still be paid while I'm off and all this stuff. No, 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 don't skip. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So her, uh, the managers got together. Directors. Directors, The directors rather, got together. Got yeah. together, took their paid time off and donated it. And gave her. it to me, yeah. Um, and so I found out that day that I was completely covered and so I can be off until January. Um, and that's huge because I wouldn't have been paid. I had enough to cover me for a bit, I think until the 22nd of December. Um, but that covered me past then. And then that was the Thursday, was that Thursday? Thursday, Friday, that was that Friday. So that Friday we got out of the hospital, um, and so we got we got home. Caden was fine. Caden's testimony is a whole nother. This one, just, not, we, there's like five testimonies. This one right here. Yes. Um, so we got home on that Friday. On what a couple days later, um, someone called me. It was a charity. It called me and said, "We want to pay your bill, your bills. We're gonna give you money to to pay your bills." And so when they told me the amount. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. <laughs> it just, I just, and so I, I thought, and I was, and then I just, Lord, which bill should I, which, which one are we doing? What do we, it was, 
first of all, Lord, it, and it just, guys, like every day or every other day since that Wednesday, there's been an outpour. Something is, broken. something is broken. I can't even, there was, there was a day I text you and pastor. There was a day I gave, I gave that day. Wait, I had given a couple times mm-hmm. in between there. I forgot to tell you guys that, but, um, there was a day that I gave again. And when I gave, when I gave, I got home and there was a check in the mail and the check was $4,000. And I just, I was like, okay, I immediately texted you. I was like, this is not, this is not (laughs) making any sense. Like making any sense, just mind blowingly like faith just so through the whole thing, I'm just, Lord, I thank you. Just, I can't, and I'm like, Lord, what are you, what are you doing? Like, how is this? And we're, how but I'm just, working? I'm walking it out. And then what was it? Thursday? No, Friday. Church. Friday. Um, I got, nope, Thursday. Thursday, I got a notice saying there was a check on the way to me. Friday, it came. And I knew it was coming UPS. It was coming through my job. It was coming through UPS. It gets there, and, and I told CJ, I was actually at clinic with Caden. I told CJ, I was like, there's a check coming. You might have to sign for it. He was at home, and so um, we had that taken care of. I got home. Check came. I didn't even open I didn't even open the envelope. I was laying there. I was actually trying to take a nap. did not work. But the, the, the envelope was next to me, and I'm, and I'm just laying. So I was like, all right, let me, let me open this. $4,000. There was a $4,000 check in, in the envelope, and I said, Jesus, how... How does this, when God's in it, it just, when God you know is in I mean? it, it's, it's, and, and, and again, it doesn't make any sense because Caden is like, you know, no side effects. Absolutely eating. not. I mean, and it, you know, it just, in your mind, everything yeah. they told you that was supposed to happen that wasn't good is not happening. So the doctors Literally. are baffled. Because the one thing that we did when, before they started chemo, before they started chemo, um, our prayer point, the major one, was that there would be no side effects. The medicine would do exactly what it's supposed mm-hmm. to do, nothing more, nothing less. That's literally what the word gave, the Lord gave me. So I text that to the leaders, and that's what we've been praying the whole time. Not just the leaders, there's a couple others also. Um, but that's exactly what we've been praying. And through this entire thing, we're on day, what's today, 17 mm-hmm. um, of chemo. Not one, not one side effect. Not, not one issue. This this fella will go in for a procedure, and he's about to be put under. And and most doctors, they're the doctors are like, "Are you okay? You have any questions?" They're worried, concerned. They're just talking to him real good. And Caden's just chilling, like I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> there is no, there's no Makes worry, no nothing sense. in him. He's just like. I'm fine. I'm about to go to sleep. And so every time, which is my post for tomorrow, I haven't done, but every, every time he would go in for a procedure and they would have to put him out in his ear, the Lord told me to tell him in his ear, say faith over fear every time. And that's literally what I say in his ear, uh, when he goes in for a procedure. And so every time the first one was the bone marrow one. And when he went in for that one, I whispered it in his ear. He was, he said, okay, faith over fear is faith over fear every time. 
And when I text and when I said that to him, he looked at me and he was just like, yeah, it, but for, for, it was like a, I know type of, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> just, he just, and he closed his, his eyes and he was out. Right. And then he goes through it with flying colors. And then the next procedure, he's laying in there in the surgical room. And, and so I do the same thing. I'm like, bud, you good? And he's like, I'm good. All right. And I, I whispered to him faith over fear every time. And he's like, yep. And he's out just gone. Three times now that's happened. And then that's, that's all I say. When he wakes up and he comes to every time from the procedure, there's absolutely no anything. You can't even tell there was anything that happened. The nurses were like, you're so great. And just, <laughs> they were like, wow. Just in every area of this process, if you look at Caden, you cannot tell there's anything going on. This kid is just, he's just eating a lot, but he's just, he's just my kiddo. He's just nothing different. Absolutely nothing. Mind blowing. Just completely chemo and everything. Guys, He's on six different meds Jeez. of chemo, six. And there was a point where the Lord told me, and I, I have it in my phone, but it goes something like, he told me, don't fear the process. Don't fear the tests. Eyes on Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. And when he told me that, that was the day of the, the, the biopsy. And at that point, we weren't even agreeing to testing. That was his very first anything. That was day like eight. We had been there for days. And I, I said, no, you're not touching my son. So we he'd literally just gotten an IV and some ibuprofen for like eight days straight. <laughs> we were just there. But through that, and then I was giving him all kinds of supplements, which is a whole nother story by itself, but in just his body and how it healed. But um, but during that time, it was just literally, no matter what was going on, Hallelujah. no matter what was going on, the Lord told me eyes on G. It was literally, I lived on that. Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. That's it. Because if you look at the papers that they give you where it explains chemotherapy and you look at the other papers that explains the drugs and the side effects and, and everything that's coming your way. Jesus. If you look at what they say, even if I looked at Caden, because there were points in the process where he was in pain. There were points in the process where I was like, Lord, what is going on? My, my, my son. Yeah. And even that changed. I started calling him. It's like your son. It, I yeah. I wouldn't even call him hey, mine. Yeah. That's your son. Your son. Like there was, over and over again. Eyes on Jesus. That's it. If we move our eyes to something else, if we believe the report of anybody else, Jesus. Anybody else. There there are kids that go through this. Man. I'm telling. We were in the hospital. I was praying for those kids because there was nothing. There was nothing that showed anything like Caden. N nothing. Caden was like this conundrum, like we were on the wrong floor. It was like, Jesus. why are we here? Jesus. Type of type of stuff. There was no, no nothing. It all shifted once we had that bone marrow. And I believe the Lord held him. At first I was like, and you remember I texted you, I was like, I don't know if, if biopsies do something that counts and it makes things change. But what actually happened is the Lord kept him until... I got to the point and the doctors got to the point where they could see what was going on. The Lord kept him. And then that day, the very next day, that's when it started showing that it was actually, um, it was actually leukemia before then it wasn't actually other than the blast. It wasn't showing right. like he had, he had nothing. There was no, every, every, every symptom even that they would say yeah. he didn't have it. Right. So that's why the right. whole time we were just like, he doesn't have 
leukemia. Like none of this makes sense. He didn't have any of it. The only thing he had was high white blood cells, which went down. And then he had the blasts, which also went down. But then the very next day, remember, they shot up the very next day. Mm -hmm. And it was that day when the Lord told me that day, he said, healing is going to come different than you think it would. And I just said, okay. Wow. Okay. So the whole, yeah, I don't, yeah. Ah, there's there's so much to unpack with this. I I mean, this has been unbelievable. Um, I I want you to just read, read, read what she wrote on one body, and I want you to take that to prayer, and and understand that she is literally walking this thing out. But she is walking by faith. Oh, look at all these scriptures that the Lord has given her. You know, um, I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to process, but just takeaways. Like, you know, this, I, I thought to myself, my goodness, your hospital. No, no, this is what I've been declaring over her hospital bill, that it's already paid. Like, you're not going to see the bill. You're yeah. not going to know how much it cost because it's going to be like, it's going to be as if he was never in the hospital. See where my faith is there? Like, I think I forgot to tell you that the hospital bills covered. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? He did that too. How are y'all being too. so calm on this chat? Y'all should be having emoji memes. Yeah. I am I am like the outpour blown. I can't exp- I can't explain just the the sheer outpouring of everything that has happened when you're and I text OC yesterday how is it that your son gets diagnosed with leukemia and you wind up being able to get out of debt and you have no debt from it and and the love that's poured out and and the wisdom that you gain and you get time off work and you're just sitting with the Lord and you just and your son's faith grows. How does this? How does this happen? How? How? It makes it makes no sense. It makes no sense. You know, sometimes you're just you're speechless, and you have to like. You just how? Do you, how? how do you even? I I even I told the Lord I was like Lord this testimony is too big I can't it would take me three and a half hours it's too big to it's, tell it's you to tell much. everything how do I how do I tell it and he told me I think it was maybe day five or day six memoir memoirs is what he brought to me and he told me just to just keep track the updates that I was sending I was sending daily updates um, put them all in there everything the Lord was telling me put it in there every word of encouragement that was Guys, I cannot explain. I could cry. My church family is so amazing. Every time I would get something, whether it was a word of encouragement or food or supplements or in anything, every day, how's Caden? Every day, how's he doing? Every day, what do you need? Every day, just like every day, it just doesn't. It makes no sense. There's, there's no, how do you give God the glory? How? The way that he did it, if he had just healed, listen, if he had just healed Caden on that first day before we even went to St. Francis, right. none of this would have happened. N- none of none this, this would have happened. happened. The testimony is too great. It's too great. The testimony is too great. There's, 
there's nothing that could even explain. So he told me to just write it, just write it down. And so, and I told you, you brought me notebooks because I was like, I gotta, I gotta write this. I can't, I can't hold it. I didn't want to forget it. I had to write. I asked for one notebook. She brought me four. So I have, I have one for the scriptures. I have one for the testimony. I've, I've one for the encouragement. And I just, and I write in them. And it's, and it's just like, how do I, how do I tell this? And then a couple of days ago, the Lord told me. He gives me a sentence. And when I put that sentence down, it just flows in what I need to post. He gives me, and then I post it. Because there's no way to really truly describe and explain on a daily basis. Faith, y'all, there was a point where it's all I could do is praise. There was a point where Talk just prayer didn't even, that night, it was that night actually that y'all were coming. That night, no, it was the night before, something like that. Yeah. I was at the, I've been praying so much. Right. And the healing wasn't coming like I thought it would come. Right. And when that happened, when that happened, all I could do was just remember that three weeks before then, he gave me the word that I sent to pastor is prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. We can't just pray. We have to praise. There's there's a move that happens with praise. Yes. Praise knocks down the walls of Jericho. Yes. It wasn't their prayer that knocked the walls down. It was the praise that knocked the walls down. Do you understand? It was, it was the music. It was the sound that knocks down walls. It's praise that builds your spirit. It's the praise. He gave me that, what, two or three weeks before this. I didn't know I was going to need it for this. But at some point, day three or day four, something like that, the Lord reminded me to pray and to praise because at that point I had been praying and I wasn't tired because the Lord knows I love praying. I will sit and talk to my Abba all day. <laughs> so it wasn't tired, but there was something like I, there just needed to be more. And he reminded me to praise and I turned it on. I turned it on. Actually, I asked you for your, I asked you for something. Right. Oh, your YouTube, because yeah. you have that one where you don't have to, right, 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 we don't have any commercials. Right. And I just needed it to go. Just, I just needed just, it to be constant. I into the room. When we went to visit this time, she was jumping and it was like a praise party inside. I was having a great room. time. She I was, was having a great time. Right. You couldn't even tell we were in the hospital. It was no, just, I the, was like, it just, it shifted everything. It shifted everything. And so every time there's, there's pray, there's praying, but there's also praise. You praise. have to do praise. both. You praise have him. to do both. You praise him because he's going to do it. You praise him because he's doing it. Oh, you praise him it. because he's already done it. Yes. There just has to be, there has to be a constant praise. If you're not praising, you're keeping yourself back from what he it. can do. And it's so easy for him to do. It's so easy. And he made something so. It's so easy. Something that's so big. You don't have to work. You just praise him. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Y'all, the word leukemia. The word, the word, just the word of it is like death. It's, it's an immediate, it's an immediate death sentence almost to the, yeah. to, to people. people it's just, it. it's just death. And it's just, that's why I was like, oh no, we're not dying. Yeah, we're not, so no, my no. first, when I first heard it, I was like, no, that's no. not it. But it's not, it's not that when, when they say things, even to this day, every time we go into clinic, I pray before we walk in there, I pray when we walk out, I pray while we're in there because every word that they speak that is opposite of the word of God, I cancel it. 
I cancel it. Yes. I break that word curse. Yes. We praise you because his healing is already done. Yes. We have to. We we have to. And so every time, every time they give him a medicine, every time they hook him up to an IV, every time they every time they give him a chemo, every time, when they're giving it or before they give it, my prayer every time, Father, let this medicine only do what it's supposed to do. Nothing more, nothing, more, nothing, nothing less. less. That's it. We just needed to do what it's supposed to do, and that's it. And that's literally how it's been going. Literally. My boy is at home eating us out of house and home, <laughs> doing the best ever. He's just, he's fine. Even this last time when we went, when his immune system looked like mine, I said, well, how does this even, how do you have a normal immune system while on chemo with while leukemia? On chemo. How? Right, how? How? This kid has a whole... Like there's nothing, I'm telling the whole time, it's like there's nothing that adds up to it. Nothing. So this is what I meant by good news or bad news, we don't let up in prayer and praise. Yeah. So because yeah. a lot of times when we hear good news, we back up. Yeah. We're not moved by Like that. it's done. We want the don't end. Do we want the end game. Yeah, it completion. We want completion. Completion. And we're yeah. great. We praise God when there's good news and we fight when there's bad. Yep. But the end game is our goal, is our focus. Yeah. And so that's why our praise and our worship and our, we're not, we're, you know, it's, it's I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you know how people are like, oh, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, no, no. No, yeah. we, yes, we Pastor Niall said, only we to respond the word of God. only yes. to the word of God. That's it. That's where we are. We are, we are even keeled because yep. of what the word says. Yep. And that is not a, a, a you know, you know, we, we, we come against the body of Christ and the people, our family in the body of Christ. We need our word of faith people. Let me tell you right now. That's who we were listening to Keith, Keith Moore. Keith Moore. I had him on repeat. There's a whole, there's a whole oh, healing, series, healing series, series that he does. On I kept repeat. it on repeat while we were sleeping. Yes. So every time, because we were always woken up and I did it that way. So when the nurses was coming in, every They're time they come foolery. in and they would come in, they would hear that they would stop. Kid you not. And look at the TV and they'd listen. Kid you not. Every time they'd come in and they would, they would hook up Kate and they would do whatever and blah, blah, blah. And every time they'd come in, they would hear the word while we slept. Our spirits were hearing the word That's when right. we were awake we knew what the word said it just That's lived right. in us it had to be there Jesus. all the time Jesus. all the time that's it you can't you can't do it any other way if you allow something else to i even i wasn't on i wasn't on facebook i wasn't on, got, i cut everything off because all i wanted all i wanted was just to hear his voice that's it i needed to know what to do and i could not get it another way i was looking up stuff on google to get the answer to what it was saying. And then I would do that and get right back off. That was it. That was it. I shut everything else out. I was only talking to specific people because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the body of Christ. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Bless they, their they don't know. They don't know what they're saying and they don't always know what to say. Yeah. They don't know what to say. And Bless sometimes we did have a visitor where it came across like, mm, tink, because it just, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't know what to say. And yeah, so, and it was just a pop-up visitor. We did not know they were coming. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. but, and it, it wasn't anybody in the church. It was just a pop-up visitor yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and what she was saying, you know, and she was trying to explain how she knew people no, no. that had been through this. Yeah. And then she was like, but, 
they they had a hard time and they went to St. Jude and they and she's just oh, naming things. See. And I looked at Caden. Caden looked at me and I was just like, Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna need you to leave. So I'm praying inwardly, gotta cancel some gotta more words. Cancel word. some more words. I tell you, every single day I was canceling <laughs> words. Every single day, all day long, just canceling word curses. <laughs> had to cancel. I had to be able to do it. I can't imagine going through that and not being able to be in the place or position with the Lord to not be able to cancel everything. The the enemy says so much stuff. You gotta cancel it. Gotta cancel it. Rebuke it. Rebuke we it. shut that out. Every word spoken that's not of you, Lord, Thank does you, not Jesus. live here. It does not live here. Mm. This is a Holy Spirit atmosphere. I had to Jesus. pray the same thing over the doctors. Not one that's not aligned with you can come in this room. Yes. This is a Holy Spirit atmosphere. Nothing opposite. This is holy ground. This room right here. Had to. Wow. All the time. So that's faith building. That's so I had faith nothing building. but Jesus. So faith building. And for those of you that are believing God for particular things, like she says, sometimes you got to cut off that Facebook and stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Y'all, if y'all don't married, shut that stuff or off. they got a job, a six paying job, you, you're, you're comparing yourself yeah. with other people, shut it off and go by what God has spoken yeah. to you. And don't move until and don't you don't move from it. Y'all so many times I did not say yes to anything until the Lord said to say yes. Yeah. And there was a point in that time where if I had moved earlier and said yes to chemo before I had done everything that I had done, because I could see where his levels were and all that stuff. And it's another story. I could see all his levels where it's, you know, his calcium was, uh, what's it called? Magnesium, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. All of this I could see because I have a chart, right? And every day they would take his blood and I'd see where he was and I'd give him a supplement for him. There were three to four people that I would specifically say, hey, this is what's going on. And those people, I got you. And they would go get what I needed or they would bring it from their house or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's what we would give him. And it got his body back in alignment because his body was a little out of whack when we first got there, a lot out of whack, Yeah, yeah. actually. And so we would line up and do what we needed to do for his body, right, to get it ready. But I didn't know we were getting him ready. I thought we were doing it so we could get out of the hospital. But the Lord outlined it for the first eight days to where he could get there, get healed from what he needed to get healed from, get in him what he needed. Um, his iron and everything, all of that had to be in alignment. His, his glucose was through the roof. And I can't imagine starting chemo in that moment where everything was out of whack, just in his blood. Yeah. Like his body, everything was fine, but in his blood, he was missing things. Yeah. He was negative on some things, but it was literally food or supplements could help it. So that's what we did. I gave him certain foods. Yeah. I gave him certain supplements. Everything got in the green within three days. Everything. And at that point, that was when I was like, Lord, why are we here? But that's another story. <laughs> But every, everything got in line. When something would get out of line, I would text a couple people. They'd bring me what we needed, and, and we did it that way. And the Lord literally got his body back in a line. I mean, within a day of giving him magnesium, it was low. Gave him magnesium pills. The next day, it was better. The next day, normal. Every time, his iron was low. Gave him an iron pill, better. Next day, normal. Literally everything. <laughs> every enzyme. Calcium was the same way. Glucose was the same way. Everything, Hallelujah. everything <sighs> made no sense. 
still doesn't make any sense. But I still say that when the Lord does it, y'all, it's not going to make any sense. It he could sense. have done it at the beginning. But look what he's doing. When the Lord does something, it's not going to make sense. sense. There's this thing where we were so intelligent and we think in our minds that that it should be this way or it should go this way. Even for miracles. And I posted that today with miracles. We expect a miracle. And we tell the Lord the miracle we want. But we also sometimes tell him how we want it. <laughs> we got to be careful. We ask him for the miracle, but we need him to do the miracle. How he, wants how to he do does it, it that's right? right. It's not going to gonna always look like we think it should look. That's right. And that's exactly what happened. And he actually told me that. It's not going to look like I thought it's it would not look. Like, yeah. 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 And so that's why I told her, you need to, I told her when this all this was happening, I, I said, you need to find out from God what he's wanting to do. And told her, I'm this, yeah. this, this, this healing is going to look different. It's, I'm going to do it differently. Yep. And so once you get that word, then you say, okay. But we continue to stand in faith. And we, we don't know what he's doing. Yep. We, it doesn't make sense. It makes faith. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Yep. Now faith. And there's two verses. Wow. We, we've been on here for almost two hours. And we could go on for a long time. Yeah, it's a lot. But <laughs> um, we don't want it to conk out of a, a you know, we have a two-hour limit. Right. But I want to read two scriptures. Um, um, the first one I want to read is Hebrews and I don't even have to read it, but I want to read it out loud. Hebrews one, Hebrews 11, one says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not say, seen. I love it in the Amplified. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Being the proof, the faith is the proof that you have what you say. Mm. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That's what faith is. So if you're not living in that realm and you're living in a realm of where you have to see everything, hmm. you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it because you can't see everything. You can't see everything. You can't. Even now in, in the hospital, I could see his counts, but there was a point in the hospital. And I told you there was a point in the hospital where the Lord told me to stop looking at his chart. Cause I, I could, it's an app. I can see everything right now. It's an app, which is a blessing. But there came a point where the Lord said, stop looking. I didn't know why. But I said, okay, I stopped looking. I didn't know he was preparing me for the fact that when we got home, I was not going to be able to see his counts. I couldn't see it. So I didn't know what his magnesium and blah, blah, blah would look yeah. like. I wouldn't know. I had to trust and have faith that the Lord would continue the good work that he had started yes. in him yes. until its completion. Right. So I stopped looking while in the hospital. I can't look at home. But every time we go back to clinic, Every time is better than even I thought it would be <laughs> every time. So the last verse that I'm going to read and blessed is she or he this one that believed. Yes. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And look mm. where praise comes in. That's faith. Yeah. Look what look what Mary said. My soul doth magnify mm. the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. Yes. Magnify the Lord. Yes. 
you know, when I sung that on Sunday for the Christmas program, people know, you know, and I'm so glad that, that, you know, Joseph, Pastor Joseph, uh, explained who I was to the choir. He said, no, I need you to understand that OC <laughs> is not just singing this because she's just excited. She believes what she's singing. I believe what I'm singing. And because I believe what I'm singing, it gets me excited. It's not just a song. It's not just a love song. It's literally a declaration. My soul magnifies the Lord because I believe that there shall be a performance of the things that God told me. Now, many times, I'll tell you the truth, I've dropped it. This I'm literally asking God, okay, the things that I've asked you for, could you remind me? Because when we live in disappointment, mm -hmm. when he doesn't answer, we forget and we just drop the ball. Oh, wow. Yeah. We just drop it. We just, uh, you know, that's how I grew up. Like I've told you guys many times, you know, when you, you're used to saying no, hearing no so much, mm -hmm. you just assume. You just assume. But I am telling you that we have to stay in faith. We have to stay believing God and not hold. I keep saying it over and over again. Stop holding on to your money. Stop holding on to the little that yeah. you have, thinking that the little that you have, if I don't hold on to this, if I don't do this right, and I believe 100% that there are people that God is, God is speaking to, to give beyond what you've been giving. Mm -hmm. You've put your giving on, on, on remote and I'm telling you the truth, you are staying where you are, and even spiritually you're staying where you are because you're not believing God for the more. You have to believe God for the more. And I I know I know what she needed, and I say, listen, the sky is the limit for you. Do not worry one second about what you're going to need when it comes to this situation. God is going to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works within you the same power that raised jesus up from the dead is alive in us mm -hmm. and that same power is what's going to take you through the dark days the days that are coming you have to practice now because when there is no bank account when there, there is no job how are you going to stand when your your degree does not work and everything is, has gone to pot. How are you going to trust God? How are you going to trust him? So you've got to, you've got to stop looking at what you see now and believe God for the more. Believe God for the more. Yeah. People, we are believing God in First Love Fellowship. We are 2024. He's taking us somewhere. You will not recognize First Love Fellowship. He's taking us somewhere. You will not recognize First Love Fellowship. He is taking us to a place. Yeah. He is moving us higher. And what I said on Friday is if you don't acquiesce to what he's doing, you cannot blame us as pastors. You cannot blame us as leaders because you feel like you're being left out. No. If you're not following the formula, you're going to feel like you're left out. And it wasn't because we're just leaving you. We're going somewhere. But there's and an increase of faith that has to happen to get there. There's an increase of faith. He's increasing our faith. Yes. You have to increase. You cannot stay as you were in 2024. No. You cannot do it. Can't. Where he's taking us, first love, you cannot. Can't. You have to increase in faith. You have to get in the word and look at the scriptures that 
line up with what you're believing for. You have to get in the word. And this is something that came to me is that we need to go into the word and in the word find while we're doing 66 and 88. Yes. Go in the word. And while you're reading it, every promise, every promise, write it down and take it as yours because it's ours. it's ours. We have to take his word as life, as truth. It's ours. But you have to increase your faith. You can't believe a little bit. No. All the way. All There's the way. no reason to hold it back. No, yeah. You have nothing to lose. I mean, really, what do you have anything to lose if you believe? If you believe, just try him. Just try, try him and see. Just try. I am I am challenging ah pastor said because the promises that god made to others are a reflection of his own character Mm. you have to trust his character god's word is good yes it is you can take it to the bank he is good and cash it yes god is saying that this building is ours you can take that to the bank and cash it Mm. that is your collateral that is your faith you have to believe what he has said and i'm telling you i'm just telling you right now and we're going to pray. We're, we're, we're not done, but we're done. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. But I just want you to know that you are part of a ministry where we are believing God for the unbelievable. Ah, see, look at Pastor. And we're going to play this as soon as we leave. Can we play it right now? That would be so cool if we could play it. But, you know, copyright. I, I don't want to deal with it on oh, man's way. He, he posted... Um, exceedingly oh yes <laughs> i played yes. that thing so much for him he's yes. like i can't i'm tired but, he <laughs> it. but it's so powerful it we, everything that we could and more than we could ever expect he wants to do more. and i feel this thing you know i told you know i was talking to pastor about the schoolhouse and i'm like you know what i am believing god we are believing god that it's not going to be a monthly thing that <laughs> It's not going to be a monthly thing that we're going to pay. We're going to pay a whole year off and hand Spirit Life a check. Amen. For the whole year. Amen. Do y'all hear me? Amen. That are out there. Yep. We are now going to budget for lack. Ooh. Oh. Did you feel that? Budget for We are lack. not going to budget for lack. Mm. We are going to believe God for a stress-free free coming year where the whole thing is taken care of. We have more than enough space for everything. We have more mm. than enough space to pray, Amen. to do videos, yes. to take care of the children, to feed the poor, to do missional living, to do intentional discipleship, to do... I mean, we're, we're believing God for the more. Yeah. So we are telling you right now, we're coming to you before this year is out, and we want to hand them a whole check for the year. How about that? A whole check for the year. And we're going to believe God for more to take care of those that we're going to support to the kids and that all the kids tuitions are taken care of. The money is there. It's he's told us it's ours. So we have to access it by faith. Amen. We've got to access it by faith and not think low, not thinking, okay, we're going to take care of everything, you know? So pastor saying it's 23,000, roughly 23,000. I, every time I talk about this, I, it feels so low to me. Like there are people that are already supposed to be able to do this, write the check, mm-hmm. just believe him for it. When you believe him, every time she gives, she gets a phone call. Every time it's once you release God gives to you. He said, give this is scripture six. Is it six thirty eight? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure 
press down. I Listen, I, I don't have the revelation of this part yet. I, let me just be real. I know you, we could say it, but we don't, you don't, what did, why did Jesus say give and it shall be given unto you press down, shaken together, running mm-hmm. over. And then at the end he said, shall men give unto your bosom. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to drop the money from the sky. Right. He said, shall men right. give unto your bosom. Mm-hmm. So when you give every time she's given, ding, ding, ding. You know, Pastor said, there are people that could sneeze that amount out. It's not insurmountable. Let's not allow it to intimidate us. Amen. 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 We are on the same page. Listen, when me and Pastor are on the same page, you are in trouble. <laughs> let me just let you know. And we're on the same time page most of the time. Majority of the time, we are on the same page. And I'm telling you, God is about to do something. I told him yesterday, I said, why, why are we budgeting to do monthly? No, we don't have time. We need to, t- all the kids' tuition paid for, the whole building paid off, mm-hmm. everything done and ready to go. Amen. And that's where we're going this year. So that's why we're trying to build up your faith and talk yes. to people. And Crystal's going through this thing for our benefit, for the benefit, for the glory of God, and saying, listen, you, if you see her go through it, you can go through it, you can make it. Trust God with your life. Speak to him about things. Where you feel like there's a block, talk to him by faith. Mm-hmm. Okay? Talk to him by faith and understand that he hears you. He's not the one blocking. He's always talking. You know, like God is. God never stops talking. If he stops talking, you're in trouble. Whole trouble. Because his whole word, 66 books, people, Mm-mm. he's been talking with 66 books. He's talked a lot. So you can't say God is not talking to you. Mm. You just got to get to the position where you are hearing him. So I want to pray for you before we leave. We got six minutes and we're going to pray. I want to pray. I want Crystal to pray a prayer of faith over you. And I told you on Friday, just a little, everything that we do is an incense to God. It's our praise is an incense to him. God is everything that happens. It happens in the supernatural that we are not just doing things and exercise and futility. Everything matters. Our wave matters. I mean, he named a wave. Yeah. Toda or Yada mm-hmm. to extend your hands. That's why we tell you to lift your hands. It's literally a Hebrew word of praise. Yada, Toda, lift up your hand. You know, Barak means praise. So, you know, everything that we, God does is does for a purpose for the spirit. So, Let's pray, Crystal, really quickly. Pray a prayer of faith over the people that are watching and those that will watch in the future that the prayer, the spirit of faith will be enacted in them. Hallelujah. Abba. Father, we come to you. We thank you, Father God, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, for all that you're about to do. We thank you. We give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all praise because we know and trust that you are what you say you are. You are the breath of life. You are the bread of life. You said in your word that you give us life and you give it to us more abundantly. You said in your word that you, you make alive our mortal bodies. You said that if we ask, in your word it says if we ask, we receive. But we have to believe. Father, help us. Help us in our unbelief. 
We repent right now, Father God. We, we stop and we repent. We ask you to forgive us for ever doubting, for ever worrying, for anxiety, for fear, for ever thinking that you couldn't do what your word says you do. You have not changed. You are a miracle working God. From the beginning of time, when you said light be, that is a miracle. Right now as we breathe, that is a miracle. Everything is a miracle. And you do every miracle that happens. We give you all glory. And we thank you for every miracle. We dare not take for granted what you do for us and in us. We dare not take it for granted. We dare not, Father. We give you all. We have to be in a place of absolute, total, complete surrender. We let go of pride. We let go of fear. We let go of rejection. We let go of witchcraft, of rebellion. We let go of all of these things that keep us from being able to receive the promises. Father, pour out your blessings. Pour out your promises. Let us know who you are. Show us your glory. Let it be so real to us, so tangible that we have no words. We have no words. We thank you, Father God, for the healing that you are doing in your son. It is miraculous. There are no words. We thank you, Father God, for the outpour. It's not just for my household. I know it's not. You're using us to show your people. Father, let them hear, let them see, and let them not reject what is being said and what's yes. being done is by your might, yes. it's by your power, yes. it's by your spirit. We believe in you, we trust in you, we ask you anything, yes. whatever. That's what your word says. And we stand right there. If you never did another thing though, Father, we still trust you. But we thank you for what's coming. We thank you for taking us to the next level. We thank you that 2024 for First Love Fellowship is what you want it to be. It won't look like what we think. It won't look like what we think. I get that over and over again, but oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. We thank you that those that are aligned in faith and in truth with us, go with us. We believe you, Father God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to give, we're going to put out the, 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 um, the link for you to give. Thank you for joining us. We have two more minutes. Believe God in this season. Oh, believe. Go into 2020. Yes, I can't they hear. They can't hear. They can't hear. They can't hear. Go into 20. Can you guys hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Say yes real quick. Yes, okay. Yeah, I think it was the music. Okay, yeah. so um, go into 2024 believing God for the more. Don't dread 2024. Go mm -hmm. into 2024. Go in expecting. Expecting. Expect. Expecting the music. Expecting what God is going to do. We love you. Watch this again. I'm excited. And again and again and again. Woo! 
We're coming back I'm with excited. testimonies. We're coming back with testimonies. Not just mine. I'm, oh, I'm, no, I'm telling you, it's beginning. coming. It's not just We're us. We're going to rejoice while yes. the unrighteous will weep, but we will rejoice. Yes. We love you. Have a great Sunday. Watch this again and share it with others. Thank you so much for listening. Your generous support enables us to continue to fulfill our mission to win the church to Christ through unceasing prayer, intentional discipleship, and missional living. You can offer additional financial support by going to our website at wearefirstlove.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior. Always remember your first love. He gave.